Welcome back, good people of the world, to your favorite podcast, episode 45. And I have my cousin, Jay, back in the building. Say what's up. Yo, yo, what's good, y'all? Um, you guys might remember Jay from, I believe, episode 21, Niggas in Paris. Um, yeah. It's a very good episode. Don't be swayed by the title um, <laughs> if you have any issues with the N-word. But uh, very good episode. Very interesting. Breaking down certain things about things that were going on with the World Cup and soccer and all types of stuff. So we are here in New York in the middle of the corona pandemic. How are you dealing with everything? I'm doing fine. Um, I think like the the biggest adjustment really is just like my my just working from home. Um, I had that flexibility beforehand, but now I am forced to do it. It's very it's very different. Uh, but you know, I got groceries. That's fine. Like I'm like my, my girlfriend and I were bouncing back and forth between our our uh, our spots. So. Well, we were at my my crib for the first two weeks. When we ran out of groceries, we went grocery shopping, and we moved here to her apartment in um, in Midtown. Mm-hmm. And then once we ran out of groceries here, we'll probably go back to my my crib in Queens. So everything's fine. Been watching Netflix. I got rum on deck. Um, uh, reading. Uh, definitely, definitely watching what's going on um, uh, in the stock market. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, I asked my friend. My friend works at. Uh, at um, the Wall Street Journal, so he hooked me up with a a subscription. So I've been reading, reading. Damn, a lot I there. want one. I'm always lazy <laughs> to buy one, and I always run yeah. out of articles. Yeah, he hooked me up with one. I figured, now, like, have, all right, have him hook me up. I want uh, one too. <laughs> That's my boy. We'll, we'll figure it out after this okay. call. We'll figure it out. Okay. Um, so it's 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 really been it's really been it's been chill. Uh, fortunately, I am I haven't been impacted like a lot of other. Um, people out out there uh especially especially those who uh especially those who don't have um uh work at a company that enforce a family oriented culture uh that have the flexibility for you to work at home you don't have to go into the office every day or wherever wherever your where your job is so i've been i've been i've been all right um thankfully and my family well my immediate family as far as i know everybody's still healthy um, my mom might be, you know, panicking a little bit here and there, but mm-hmm. that's just kind of her, her nature, yeah. but she's always checking up on me. I'm checking up on her and my dad. Um, and, uh, yeah, so things are, things are fine. I'm uh, this end. Cool. Oh, by the way, so everyone, so Jay, Jay and I have the same last name, same government last name. Cause our dads are brothers mm-hmm. and, um, your, her, his dad is nine years younger than my dad. And, his dad lives close to my, my parents and comes by a lot. You know, my whole life has always been like his life. Actually, your whole life. It's always been like that. Actually, my whole yeah. life, too. When we when I lived in Brooklyn, he always used to come by, too. So, you know, I check in on my parents all the time. Like, hey, what's going on? So they have a friend, the professor, who you know, who's like, come over. And I was like, why y'all got him coming over? And they're like, oh, he's that far away. I was like, stop having people over yeah. and then your dad was coming over and they're like yeah. oh he's far away i was like oh my god but your dad now has been kind of active out and your dad's in the 60s still kind of active out so now yeah. my dad has banned him officially from the house and yeah. told your dad he can't come over and i'm happy yeah. that my dad said that but i'm concerned about your dad yeah i i am as well um but you know how uh, both of our 
fathers are pretty stubborn. Maybe yeah. my dad is a little bit more than than, than yours. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't know why he's uh, doing what he's doing right now. Like I've I've kind of tried to talk him out of it. Um, to to be honest, I think it's well. One thing I do know, it's a project that he's been trying to get for a while now, um, and I think. While it is a weird time to pursue the project, uh, I guess for him, it made sense to do it now while there isn't any competition. So, and I know for a fact with my dad, he lives by himself. So I'm sure he would be bored in the house by himself. Um, and I, I, that's my that's my take on it. I feel like he just wants to do something. Well, your dad's never been the type to stay home. So our dads are very yeah. different in that. Yeah. Your dad's yeah. kind of, your dad's more outgoing and yeah. goes out. The, my dad, always stayed home my dad don't want to go anywhere so this is no big deal for him but for your dad i could see this would be very hard for him so for sure yeah for sure so like he doesn't want to be cooped up in the crib um uh, but like i told him i was like hey like you know reconsider he he didn't work he didn't work yesterday he didn't work today and i told him i was like look bro like you don't know the guys that are working for you right now you don't know what they do outside of being with you you know what i mean like you don't know what they're doing on their off hours so you need to be very careful And um, my mom has been telling me the same thing because when I made the move or two things, when everything kind of uh, kicked off, really, my mom insisted that my dad uh, drive from New Jersey, go to the Trader Joe's that's by his crib in Jersey Mm -hmm. and bring me food instead of me going to the Trader Joe's out on 23rd Street. Mm -hmm. And I was against it at first because my dad, you know, he's much older, like he's in his mid 60s. it didn't make sense to me for him to risk his health in order to help me. Right. Um, but I didn't want to, at the time I didn't want to argue. I was like, fine. He called me up. Cause so I, you know how it goes down. Like they kind of gang up on you. So even mm-hmm. though they're divorced, even though that they're, even though they're divorced, they still get, they still partner with each other to gang up on me. Mm-hmm. And, um, I knew that my mom called my dad because my dad ended up calling me. He's like, Oh, like give me the grocery list. And I was like, all right, fine. And I did Listen, it. all of our parents, our parents are all very closely connected. Like your mom yeah. and my mom are like best friends. Yeah. And so listen, anything's going on with your mom, I already know. You already Anything, know. I, don't, I don't hear from you. <laughs> I don't actually have to have to hear from you because I already know because yeah. your mom told my mom and I talked to my yeah. mom. Yeah. So, yeah. so like he pulled up, um, he pulled up like and, and on top of that, like uh I think there were some things I had in the list that Trader Joe's didn't have. So he ended up going to other stores. He went to like four different stores. And I was really appreciative. Um, I love him. I love him. He's, he's always, he's always willing to go out of his way, um, for somebody. Yeah, your dad's very, yeah, he's very reliable in that respect. Like, he, he will always do something for you. Even though your dad didn't like my dog, Sky, rest in peace. Um, she had gotten sick and I needed him to take me and he took me to like to Pennsylvania to like an emergency vet. So shout out to your dad, your dad, you know, even though my dog didn't like her, (laughs) she didn't like him. Um, your dad was, you know, and very kind in that way. He always has been. I will give that to my uncle. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he came, I made some food. We drank some, we drank some rum. Like we had a, we had a good time, but then, you know, I, it was enough food for two weeks and, uh, things were getting worse. My mom, she watches the news and, uh, I think that my mom's also retired. So I think there's a little bit more panic on her end. Uh, and, and but again, like I said earlier, like it's kind of in her nature. Um, to care. She cares a lot. Mm-hmm. And she wanted uh, my dad to do it again. And I was like, absolutely not. You know, right. like, it's just, it doesn't, 
that makes doesn't sense. make sense. Fundamentally, it, it just sense. does yeah. not make sense. Yeah. If any, if anything, like I should be going out. Correct. And I, I, I like I definitely insisted. I was like, no. And I called. Like he I think he called me or I called him. And I told him like, look, it's it's not happening. Right. And um, uh, well, what actually happened is that my my girlfriend had to go. We had plans to leave my crib at the same time mm-hmm. on a Tuesday. Uh, my like you, you know how it goes. One like on Monday, your Tuesday morning might be free. You're like, oh, okay, everything's cool. And then by the end of the end of Monday, all these meetings get thrown in your calendar. Right. So I actually couldn't. I actually couldn't go with her. She still had the flexibility to go. Um, and then I met up with her at her crib. So yeah, I, like like my, my dad. He, it's just I, I think he's. It's starting to. I think it's starting to 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 sink in. Um, I think he's starting to get it. Uh, I definitely reiterated to him uh, the other day, like, "Yo, like you need to just chill." You know, like when when I made my move from Queens to the to to the city, I take the Long Island Railroad, bro. There's nobody on the Long Island Railroad. Like I want, I lit, I was one of the five people on that train. Mm. Um, I definitely pulled up with like my my Lysol wipes. I wiped down the entire seat. Had my I didn't have any masks. I didn't have any gloves, but I used paper towel to like hold everything. And then uh, pulled up to Penn Station. Not a goddamn store was open, and the only people out there. Um, where of course like the homeless people of color, the homeless people of color, the only people out there. Mm-hmm. Then I, I got to take the E train to Forty Second Street, uh, to Forty right. Second Street. Right. When you pull up on the train, they're like probably two or three people in the car. Everybody's got a mask. Everybody's at least six feet away from each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very, it was very interesting. Walking towards her apartment, I have to cross like uh, pretty big highways or pass by the entryway for buses to go into Port Authority, mm-hmm. and it was silent. Like I could hear myself breathe. It was crazy. Wow. So the streets it's like are I am empty. legend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. The streets are empty. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 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 real out here. It's super real out here. And I think um, I've had some friends. Uh, I've had some um, friends who had family members who have gotten gotten the virus. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately, no one's passed away. Like um, one of my good friends, his mom recovered from it and was released from the hospital. Um, uh, one, my girlfriend, one of her, one of her, um, coworkers, mm-hmm. uh, coworkers father actually got the virus, contracted the virus and he passed away. And, uh, it's like the degrees of separation between you and somebody who actually has it. It's decreasing. Smaller. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's smaller. It's, it's no, decreasing. it is. Well, technically, we do have a family member. So our fathers, they have a cousin in the UK, in London, who's in the hospital right now, who's sedated on a respirator. She contracted it. And so they're, you know, wow. everyone's praying. See, she's going to yeah. do okay. I think they may have taken her out of sedation and are putting her in recovery, but mm. it ha- it wasn't looking so good. So we actually have a family member. We don't know her, but, that um, one, yeah. you know, that one, I sent it to your dad. So, you know, now I sent yeah. it to him so he would open his eyes too. Yeah. Um, you know, not auntie and everyone knows. So, um, yeah. yeah. And our cousins, but it's, it's sad. And then my sister, my oldest sister, she has a coworker who had two friends who died last week of it. And they were, uh, white men in their forties, healthy and Crazy. they died. And Crazy. so it's, you know, in New York, this area and not just New York, cause our cousin, we have this, our cousins, our, our dad's cousins, but, uh, also is in the UK. It's becoming, you know, a very smaller, oh, what am I talking about? Oh, just an, also somebody else, another family member too. So it's, it's just like 
creeping in. So people need to take it seriously. Although I have to tell you, I'm like on social media, lots of people are like, oh, it's just the flu. It's not a big deal. So I, I do think no. there are mixed reactions to it in terms of people realizing the severity of what it is. And um, I posted an episode, I think 41 is ER nurse. It's my cousin from my mom's side, one of my um, uncle's daughters. She's a nurse, an ER nurse. And she she told a whole bunch of stuff. I was I would think you should read it. She gave a lot of insights, like what's really happening in the ERs, what's happening mm. with supplies, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's actually a really good episode just for people to learn. I'm going to put some snippets up if she's telling you, like, you should take Tylenol, don't take ibuprofen. They're seeing there's some adverse effects with that. So mm. she gave a lot of good tips, but I'm telling you, it's very real. Um, she's yeah. waiting for her test result. Um, tomorrow she should get it because she's treated about, I think, 12 or 15 patients who were positive that she knows yeah. of. So, you know, on the front lines, it's it's like definitely closer and closer. And then I'm also telling my mom, usually like relies on her a lot, like, oh, I should ask her first. I said, don't nah, ask. No. 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 Wait, do you know why the test results take four days? Like, why does it take so long? She said it, t- it depends on the state. She says okay. she's seeing different timings on stage. I think a lot of ours are like going out to other labs and coming back. Okay. Uh, but she says it really depends on the state. And in this area, it's taking like three to five days. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So did you ever think you would live to see something like this? No, 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 no. A uh, couple like, like like that, for sure, no. September 11th, no. I didn't. I wasn't quite sure I was going to see a black president, but that happened. So it's like I don't. I don't. I don't know. Like this is like this is definitely up there. Um, I feel like we. I'm young, but I've seen like enough shit. I've seen like some shit go down. Like I remember September 11th was like the biggest life event that happened. Right. I, I remember. Um, I was like, yeah, I was in a. I was in art class when uh, I got a phone call, and it was my mom calling the school to tell me that my dad was okay. And then I remember um, the financial crisis of 2008. Like that was that was a thing. But again, back back then, I wasn't as affected because I was still able to go to school. Um, both my parents still had their jobs. My mom, my mom was still working at a repackaging company, and they were very empathetic. And they again, like family oriented, they wanted to make sure everybody was um, was taken care of. My dad, he worked for the city so he was taken care of like that was just his bread and butter so i wasn't it wasn't as much of a reality for me as it was for other people just like what's happening right now um um, uh, on a on a on a from from a health perspective as well as from a financial perspective like i don't feel i don't feel the pressure that other people do thank god uh fortunately However, like it's more so lifestyle that has has uh, impacted them. Like, like the first world problems of not being able to go to the gym when you want to go to the gym or do brunch on a weekend or something like that. All the all the things that aren't essential, you know, um, that's been impacted. So outside of that, I've been able to 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 make do with what's happening. It's been fine. Yeah. How about you? What's good with you? Like, how how are you dealing with everything? I mean, I'm fine because. You know, listen, I've had a goal of, for the last 10 years of how could I work from home full time? I would love yeah. to do it. I personally like it. I know other people don't. I, I These people are dying at home, but I live alone. It's fine for me. I, I don't 
for new, I have a decent sized apartment. So I'm not bored. I also am crazy busy at work. So, you know, I acknowledge my privilege. Like I, I, I'm not a person who is, has any issues at home where there's any abuse or some type of, you know, uncomfortable situation. A lot of people don't have peace at home, so it's very hard for them or an unstable situation at home. Also, it isn't affecting like my actually daily job. I tend to be on conference calls. I, I don't work directly with people in my actual immediate area or geography ever. So I'm always on, you know, Zoom calls, Skype calls, whatever, all day, WebEx. I'm generally on that all day. So for me, it's actually not a big deal. I've always thought that you know, I have a type of job that could be full-time at home, and it's pretty clear that I do. So I am... And I'm also not a person who's like lonely or bored. Like I have so much work and then I have different interests. I have, you know, podcasts I'm working on, you know, I've been doing all my DNA stuff and all ancestry stuff. So I have a lot of things that take up my time. Plus my grandmother's been sick. There's a lot of family coordination Mm -hmm. happening. That's always in the background with just family stuff going on. So I feel great. I mean, honestly, I was, you know, the only thing I wish it would be nice if I had my dog, you know, my dog passed away. It would be nice to have a dog maybe, but uh, otherwise I feel cool. Like I'm just, you know, able to, like I said, use fresh direct um, Amazon fresh, you know, Amazon, whatever. And so I, I recognize my privilege and that I'm very fortunate. And I also recognize that for, it's also pretty clear that, you know, there is, a de- you know, you were also seeing the societal divide here, a class divide and blue collar versus white collar divide. And it also skews very he- heavily racially, too, because, yeah. um, you know, we're white collar workers. And so, yeah, we're doing knowledge work so we can do it at home. A lot of people... Uh, the construction workers, the people who are in retail, uh, cooks, whatever, people who have to do things that are, you know, more blue collar, more in person. And not only, right, you have the nurses, the aides, things like that. Um, A lot of those jobs are skewing heavily to black and brown people in the city. And so a lot of times, like there are, there have been different, like videos and things online, like some trains early in the morning are still packed um, with people of color primarily going to work who have to go to work. So they don't have the luxury of being able to do their jobs from home. So I think as a society, we also need to acknowledge that, right? Like this is, we're saying hunker down all that stuff, but shit, only certain people can really hunker down. Other people can't. Yeah. And putting themselves at risk when they do so. Um, it's a, it's a, I think if we were younger and this happened, I think we would see like a bigger impact, uh, and within our family, but for the most part, uh, all like the older generations, like kind of retired more or less. Um, so uh, again, like, I don't think that my dad, he's like, he's chilling off his, uh, his pension. Like he doesn't have to, that's another reason why I'm kind of tight that he's doing what he's doing right now. Um, so for, for everybody out there with my dad, just carpentry work on the side, um, picks up these, uh, odd jobs here and there. And, um, he's working on a pretty big project now, but he doesn't have to do it now. Correct. He doesn't need to do it financially. So he's doing it because he wants to, but this is a tricky time to be doing something to get that cheddar. And listen, we Jamaican, you know, Jamaicans have mad jobs. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't, he doesn't need to. Um, but, but. 
the, I think the interesting perspective about the situation is uh, from a young age, what you decide that, or what type of career you should pursue. Like what type of mentality you have uh, from a young age, or which impacts what type of career or life that you, lifestyle that you want to pursue in the future. Like I, I don't think I ever wanted to get a job that I had to go to, or I never had the flexibility to work at home if I needed to, or if I needed to take some time off because of their situation with parents. My, my, my girlfriend, she's a teacher. Some of these parents can't be at home with their kids because they have to go out work. And it's very unfortunate, but I, I don't think I ever wanted to put myself in that position. Um, so it's it's, but you were also influenced in a particular way, right? So you had parents who were very focused on your education. You were very much nurtured, very much cared for in people. Your dad's a smart man. You come from, yeah. you have people who are college educated in your family. You know, you're not the first person in your family to go to college. So right. you were raised, like this was going to be the track. Like there wasn't really an option. Like you right. were going to go to college, things like that. But everyone doesn't have that you know and so some you know and that is like the upbringing a lot of times is what's going to dictate your path you know because you know we we can't choose very few people will go outside of the path of like outside of they were nurtured right so some people like yeah you had a crackhead mom but you were able to surpass that and become a doctor but that's generally not what happens you know generally whatever environment you're in and how you're nurtured and that experience, you know, nature versus nurture, that experience is what is really going to emphasize or be the impetus of the direction and your foundation in life. Exactly. Um, it's, it's like right, right now you and I, we're not worried about being able to pay for rent or mortgage or whatever the case may be, or uh, worried about groceries or making or, or, or making ends meet to pay for bills. Like, to be honest, what I'm on right now is what economic opportunities can I tap into while the market is going down? Like, um, and it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely, a, we're speaking from a place of privilege, but that's honestly where my head's at. And I think I've been, I've been reading for the past like two years or so, um, a lot of books where uh, wealthy people, um, they're able to make money when the market is doing well, as well as when the market is doing poorly. And um, this is a great opportunity for a lot of people who have been preparing. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, it's interesting. Like we, our families didn't come, our family, sorry, did not come from a lot. Um, like very they humble very beginnings. Poor, yeah, yeah, very humble beginnings uh, back in Jamaica. But I think that is, it was that hustle to, to abandon that type of lifestyle or that situation um, to come here to make something of yourself that they instilled in the next generation, uh, uh, me and you, um, to make sure that we didn't, they went through all that so that we did not have to. It's like our time to kind of like take the torch and, um, and, and do better uh, for the generation uh, after us. So, yeah, it's, it's, this is, it's, it's a weird time, but I am trying to, to tap into some more creative projects. You know, it's, it's, it's weird that like for the first two weeks or so, I wasn't feeling inspired to do anything with this extra time. Cause, cause you, you, you basically cut out the commute completely from right. your day, yeah. obviously. Um, and, uh, I had this routine where I was like, damn, like, bro, I'm getting up at six. 
I'm getting on a train at 6.30 or 7, depending on how slowly I move in the morning, so that I can get to the gym by 8, do my workout, take a shower, and then get to the office by 9.30. And all that's cut out, right? So if I have if I have a call at 9 or 9 or 10, like, shit, I might not wake up until maybe 15, 20 minutes beforehand because I don't have to shower. I don't really have to brush my teeth. Like, I could, I could do all that at lunchtime if I want to. Um, I'm doing a better job now, of course, but it's, that's just the reality of the situation. Like, um, you don't have to. So, uh, I am, I am starting to make some music. I'm starting to produce, uh, again. So on Tuesday, I started making some more beats, um, watching all my friends on Instagram live who are, who are hosting, uh, DJ sets, you know, it's like amazing, uh, what D nice did last week, week before. Um, hosting honestly like a virtual party for over a hundred thousand people. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's. I think, I think uh, the coronavirus pandemic is doing for the music slash DJ community mm-hmm. what the blackout of nineteen seventy seven did for the DJ community, but differently. You know, um, back so then. So, tell us, give us some, yeah, give us some background because I wasn't alive. Neither one of us is alive in 1977. <laughs> so, what happened yeah. in 1977? And also, just segue, uh, my cousin Jay is also a DJ. He's a professional. You know, he went to Ivy League school. He's a professional, that stuff. But he has a side yeah. hustle to a uh, hobby, interest, blah, blah, blah. But tell us what, what the hell happened in 1977. Yeah. So, 1977, New York City, all the lights went out. Um, but prior to that, there are only a select few people who had dj equipment um uh like the cool hercs or the grandmaster flashes or um they they might not have been as famous but people in the community that would host these huge block parties or 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 or, um spin these events in community centers they had equipment but it was it was very few and far between so when the blackout happened in 1977 like all the lights went out uh, of course, people looted, and they definitely they raided the electronic stores. So uh, I don't know, or we don't have to acknowledge all that, but we can say prior to the blackout, there were very few people who had DJ equipment. After the blackout, there were tons of DJs that popped up on the scene and had equipment <laughs> <laughs> and had equipment to host parties okay. or to produce music or whatever, what what have you. So I think it was a it kind of accelerated. The um, creativity definitely accelerated the growth of the community. Um, it definitely uh, made it more accessible. Um, it was an opportunity that made it more accessible. And I think now, so while it was about hardware back then, I think now uh, DJs and musicians are starting to leverage the social platforms and slash the internet as a whole in a way to broaden their audiences of course, try to um, generate some type of revenue since, you know, touring isn't an option right now as people can't gather in, uh, in big spaces. Um, you know, not too many people are keen on buying merch at the moment because they might not have the means to do so. Uh, they're definitely, people are, it, it's, it's getting to a point where like some of my friends are asking for donations, you know, like I. Yeah, I was uh, going to ask, how do you make money? Because the whole D-Nice, and I actually, I listened to DJ Sess one the other day, did mm. a set. Um, what, how, how do you make money? I don't get it. I've seen people ask for donations. Like they'll throw up their cash app uh, and whatever promo they, that, that they do. And they're willing to, uh, to uh, accept whatever people are, are, are willing to give. 
Um, I spin at Freehold in Brooklyn and also spun at uh, Friends and Lovers. Um, a lot of my friends, a lot of my friends there who are bartenders, not like not just DJs, but you have to think about the entire nightlife community, mm-hmm. bartenders, hosts, X, Y, and Z. Uh, they're out of jobs too, so yeah. they'll they'll have GoFundMe campaigns to raise money to help support the staff. And mm-hmm. um, fortunately, uh, I'm I'm able to donate, and it's 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 ironic, right? Because I remember fr- when I first started out, I still had a full time job back then, but I remember when I first started out. Um, and I didn't think I was going to pay enough to spend. Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been down to shell out bread to support the staff if something happened like ha- something like this happened back then. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I, I see because uh, you were kind of ta- you were talking about the blue collar jobs, and I don't, uh-huh. I, I don't quite, I don't put entertainment or nightlife in that category. But there's a, that community is suffering right now as well, and they've embraced me. Um, and I want to be able to give back. So yeah, like whatever it is, I can I can definitely support. So DJs are hosting parties online. You've got producers battling it out. You got Swiss Beats and Timberland, you know, going song for song and on Instagram Live. Like last night, you're supposed to have the dream, like songwriters battling, like the dream and Sean Garrett were supposed to battle, but I think there's some technical difficulties and things didn't work out. But I do see in some way or form the creative community thriving or at least trying to band together um and uh, again this is all that i see on the internet you know it might be a very different story if you talk to somebody one-on-one um who may be who may be suffering at this time but Mm -hmm. from what i see like people are coming together and it's 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 pretty it's, it's it's beautiful um i haven't pushed myself to 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 do an instagram live show um, I don't, I, I, I'm not motivated to do that right now. I don't, and I, I, I don't know why. Um, but I, like I said before, like I have been, I kind of caught this bug and like, I really want to, I'm liking, I'm making beats and like the things are it's sounding great to me and I want to send it to other friends, other musicians to collaborate. And I think that's how I'm contributing right now or making the most of this time. Um, so yeah. Yeah, no, that, no, that's dope. I, no, I get it. I mean, I feel, I agree, you know, feel privileged and definitely should support others who, yeah, you're right. There, there are some, uh, there are some concentric circles going on here, right? So not necessarily blue collar, but people who are still not white collar, but entertainment or people have to be in person, whether or not it's bars yeah. or whatever, you know, there are different elements of society who are being disproportionately affected by things right now because they cannot work. And, you know, I, you know, I'm also aware that, look, privilege, middle-class privilege is is shaky because things happen, you know, with companies and earnings, you know, if they're really impacted, who's to say what this will look like six months from now? And then, you know, shit, I might need to go fund me because I got expensive rent and a mortgage. So, you know, if my tenants don't pay and stuff like that, you know, I, I can be, you know, after a while in a pickle because I don't have indefinite funds forever. So you know, acknowledging, you know, privilege in the moment and supporting others is important, you know, who don't have the privilege in the moment. And I think we have to 
continue to be vigilant. And I know it's hard, you know, for the economy, for people to be home, but it's just such an insidious and contagious disease that's at this point where yeah. we really don't have as much information as we think we do. And they are learning more and more like a baby in Chicago just passed away from it. The, the oh, narrative wow. this whole time has been that, you know, young children are not really affected that much, but a baby in Chicago just passed away. There's been some news about like in China and parts of Asia, uh, a second wave. So people who tested positive, you know, initially are now, you know, several weeks later po testing positive again, which yeah. is contrary to the normal pathology of viruses. Like normally mm -hmm. if you get chickenpox, oh, duly noted, I got chickenpox from you. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if you get chickenpox, then you have immunity. Too. Well, yeah, I got it for your mom and then I felt bad and I got it. Um, yeah. And my mom hasn't had it. And so my mom like legit quarantined oh, me. Wow. And so my mom quarantined yeah. me. So I was a kid and she would like put the food outside my door in my room yeah. and she didn't see, I was quarantined literally in oh, my bedroom wow. and I had my own bathroom. So uh, you know, it was fine, but I was quarantined, but I got chicken pasta from you and your mom. Oh, well, um, but anyway, okay. more normally viruses, you know, you get immunity, but yeah. it's, it, they're not sure. So I think I know people are like, it's flu like symptoms, but it's, it's more fatal and lethal than the flu. And we're still learning about it. So I know it's hard to flatten the curve and I know it's hard to stay home and people are getting cabin fever and uncomfortable, but you know, this is going to be the new norm for a while until we can get it under control. Yeah, I do, that's that's the hardest part for me to digest is that I actually don't know. Like, there's no end in sight for me. Like, see, I actually have no idea, like, when I'll be able to just kind of do whatever I want to do. Question for you. What's the first thing you want to do when, uh, like, the, I guess, uh, stay home restriction is lifted? What's the first thing you about to do? Well, first of all, I need other people to go out first because I need to make sure it's really safe. <laughs> so I'm going to keep it real. Like, I'm not going to be one of the first ones who's jumping out with y'all. I need y'all yeah. to first go out. We need like a week or so to make sure you're okay. Yeah. And I'll do a follow-up <laughs> after. Yeah. So let's just be clear. Um, actually, what I would like to do first and foremost is see my parents. You know, I can't mm -hmm. see them. So I, I haven't seen them. So I actually first and foremost would like to see my parents. That's pretty easy, to be honest. Yeah. Because um, I haven't oh. seen because my parents were in Florida for a month with my grandma, right. and so I I really have I really haven't seen them in like a couple months now. Yeah, we had I, I thought I was gonna I thought um, I really wanted to have uh, that dinner at my crib, oh, yeah, but yeah, to yeah. invite all you know I thought that was gonna be a gonna be a lot of fun. Um, so I I definitely want to do that. Uh, to echo what you said, uh, I was trying to figure out a time to go visit my mom. It, it's weird now, like I don't see I see my mom twice a year. As of as like when she when she moved back in twenty eighteen as of you know as as of then I see her twice a year, and before that you know she was always only an hour or less away from me. I've never been more than an hour away from home, so it's it's strange that uh, I see my dad more often than I see my mom now, considering how close how close I was to her. So there's that, but um, to be real, I really I, I want a really good steak. Like I want to go to Peter Luger's. <laughs> You know, I've never been there. there. I've never, never been to Peter Luger's. No, I haven't. I went, I went once. I went once. Yeah, two years ago. I went in 2018 for dinner. And it was. Well, why don't you invite amazing. me to Peter Luger's? Okay. Damn. Uh, yeah, we can figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, we'll do, we'll, Although we'll I, they got a review. really bad review last year, but I think it was a hater who did it. They got a really okay. bad review who was like, this is not what it used to be, but it's a classic New York spot. So Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I really want a good... I really want a good state because I cut low key. You know, it's funny when people are saying like, you know, 2020 is about to be a year and all that shit. I was feeling that way. I really was feeling that way. I was like, yo, I'm about to turn 30 this year. Um, I'm going to get like my health and fitness shit together. Um, There's some um, financial endeavors that I want to pursue. Like uh, there's some side projects that I want to uh, pick up and and push forward this year, and literally everything just like kind of came crashing down. It did us. It started with Kobe. Like when Kobe passed away. <laughs> <laughs> when Kobe passed away. Let me tell you how I found out. First of all, um, I went. Uh, I just I just left my therapist. Uh, therapist like um was on like a, in Midtown uh, in Midtown. I literally, I just stepped out from the therapist and I checked my phone. Um, and that's the first push, on, like the, the push notification popped up as I was checking my phone. And I was like, nah. So that like, there, you know, there certain things that you get hit with and like, you know, I have to Google this to just confirm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, sure enough, I was like, oh shit. And like Kobe, Kobe passed away. And I'm not even a huge basketball fan like that. Mm-hmm. But the man's presence has permeated culture um, in ways that most people just don't. Mm-hmm. And it shook me to my core. So I was like, oh, wow. So that happened. Um, and then, of course, like by that time, we had already heard rumblings of the coronavirus, but it hadn't really hit yet, uh, at least in the States. And yeah, like once, once um, I don't remember what happened. I remember, I remember getting the email at work. That we had to work from home uh, one day, and oh, somebody in our building, uh, somebody in the building, not on our floor for my company, but somebody in the building had it, and they told us like, no, everybody has to go home, so we had to do a deep cleaning. I was like, oh, bro, this is crazy, because I I just changed my schedule to like make sure I could go to the gym in the morning. Like I was feeling great, and I think this kind of just like halted everything, you know, because like I can't I can't get anything done. I can plan. But all the ideas that I have um, for these side projects require people to gather in one space, mm-hmm. you know, um, or um, even if they if I wanted to record it, like I still I still need to get a group of people to gather in a place so I can record it. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 strange. Um, I, I really had some uh, high hopes for this year. I, I, I still do. I still do for sure. But um, I have to go back to the drawing board and develop a different strategy because whatever plan I had initially, it's not going to work out now um, as many people are doing at the moment. Yeah. I mean, look, a lot of people are like, they want to go back to 2019. I don't, I had a really hard 2019. Mm. Uh, 2020 is not great, but uh, I'm going to take it day by day. Yeah. Uh, just wanted to like a break from like grief in 2019. Yeah. So for me, 2020 is like, okay, well look, Look, 2019 was a shit show. This is a shit show. You know, this is adulting. This is yeah. adulting. And that's, yeah. um, you know, as I continue to learn in my 30s, and now you're coming into your 30s, I, I, you know, it's it's a different, you know, life is very complicated. And yeah. uh, it, we just have to learn how to maneuver and roll with the punches and dodge punches and sometimes you get smacked right in the face yeah. and cope and I think this is what Corona has also 
showing, I think it's revealing a lot about society and even about our lives and the fragility of life. So um, I, I won't say start with Kobe because technically Corona has been around since December. Um, yes. And, you know, it was in Asia. Kobe, I, I had slept in late that act that morning, actually, and it was a very overcast day in New York. And mm-hmm. I remember waking up after probably past noon and he had died like in the morning nine o'clock because I'm on my phone and I'm seeing this come in. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. And me and my oldest sister, like we're really like, we travel a lot for work and things like that. And we get really weird into like, um, plane crashes don't ask like we're very weird like we will go down the rabbit hole of like all the research that people don't do but everything so i was like wait what and so kind of just went down that whole rabbit hole to like really get the facts behind it then i started following all these pilots on youtube i went into pilot twitter and pilot youtube to find out like what was really going on so you know i do think that was very impactful from the u.s perspective but in but I, i knew corona was happening and I was watching it because, you know, I work for a global company. So we were, you know, we have offices in Asia. And so we were, there were a lot of notifications about that. And, you know, people who were working with like what's going on there. So Corona wasn't necessarily in the back of my mind. I knew it was there and kind of building up and curious about the spread because certain things like SARS and H1N1 were more contained in Asia, but this one was, you know, when I saw Korea and Japan, and you know, you know, I've lived in Japan. I was like, wait, wait, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. Um, it was kind of in the back of my mind, and really, as like I always say, it's not 1492. We have planes, you know. Yeah. It is just a matter of time, and so it, it's also to me a testament of, you know, we are very individualistic as an American society. So we yeah. are like, yeah, you know, unless it's here. But it's really when I started to go to Europe where we started to pay attention. And then, you know, shortly after it was here. So it's an eye opener about, you know, the fragility of life. I think social media is being used for kind of its intended purpose now, um, you know, to connect people in a positive way and and forge a sense of community. And I do see that happening more and more now. So I do think that's a good thing. I think it's also forcing people to use technology in certain ways. Like they're, you know, my mom, you know, I got mad at her last week because, you know, I talked to her every day and then she's like, oh, I went to Target today. I was like, why? She's like, oh, I was looking for a thermometer and they have a friend, your dad and my dad have a friend. And he said, oh, it would be a Target. I said, well, first of all, why are you listening to this man and ask me? And then they yeah. went there, and it wasn't, of course, there was no thermometer there. And then she looked online, and it was hard to find some because Amazon, Amazon's trash right now. Like, Amazon yeah. that didn't have, it wasn't shipping till May, any thermometers. So her doctor, she called a doctor, and a doctor told her to call me to help find her thermometer online. So I was able to find her one through Groupon, actually, and it's, it got there in a couple of days. But just really pushing, you know, my mom, who's not technology technologically advanced like hey you're really going to have to use it and figure it out like you don't know to go go to you don't have to go to target target online if not come to me i will get something online shipped to you but you you really have to start doing things differently so i think it's pushing society which is you know listen these things are not new the stuff that we're using ain't nothing that's new we've been had it but it's now really forcing companies to 
leverage technology and people to leverage technology to connect us, which is really what the intention has been for a long time. So my mom just sent me a thermometer. So I wonder if it's because she talked to your mom about her struggles. It has to be, of course. They, they talk all the time. Okay. They talk all the time. <laughs> and she literally, she literally, she asked me one day, she's like, do you have one? I was like, nah. Um, Cause I, I can't remember the last time I've, I've had a fever. I've definitely had head colds. Like, you know, but I'm, I haven't had a fever in a very long time. So, yeah, she just sent, she actually sent it to my girlfriend's apartment. So, downstairs. Yes, you that know, was because of my mom. Yes. Most likely. Yes. <laughs> Not like, <laughs> most well, likely. My mom. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, it, I think it's interesting. Listen, it forced me to record my podcast uh, remotely, which has actually been a blessing in disguise because it's actually mm-hmm. much easier to schedule with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and the audio quality works great with this thing, too. So, I'm happy about that. And... You know, I, I wish I had more time because my work my, my day job is very demanding and so I don't yeah. work a nine to nine at five. I work more of a nine to nine and it's very hard because I just have a very demanding thing and I have a new team yeah. reporting to me. So it's just a lot going on. But um I, I do wanna continue, you know, this is a pursuit, a creative pursuit, see what it what I can do. Also different potential economic opportunities we'll see you know I, I will say during the 2008 crisis you know at that time was I was like oh that's when I decided to buy my uh house in Jersey um mm-hmm. actually in 2009 because everyone was scared and I was like scared money don't make money and so yeah. um I did that and it was you know it was a good investment for me at the time and so I've been considering for a while buying in new york but it's oh lord it's so painful it's so painful like real estate new york is no joke and i i I do feel like buying property will make me a pauper real talk um because between the down payment or the taxes depending if i decide to actually buy in the city or in westchester for a little bit more space it depends it's like a huge commitment as one person so i've been struggling with this actually for a long time and i was kind of going towards it this year but i might hold off just because first of all i'm not going to go see anything in person so that's yeah i'm not going to do that but i do think instead of panicking people need to look for opportunities right look what are you good at what do you like doing, whether it's a creative outlet and, you know, hopefully from a creative outlet, you can figure out how to monetize that. If not, then, you know, have you had a business idea? Is there some way you can do it remotely or just online and get that moving? So I I think we need to kind of tap into ourselves in creativity, whether it's not from a economic perspective or just a creative perspective to use this time where we are home and not out and about fully, you know, distracted, you know, kind of inside where you're more contained, where you should have a little bit more time to think, to figure out different moves you can make. Yeah. Like, uh, if anything, use this time to educate yourself. I remember growing up, my dad, my dad uh, had a subscription to the New York Times. And I remember him trying to tell me every day, like, read the paper, read the paper. I did not want to read the paper. Didn't care for it. And, um, just doing like developing that daily habit has changed my perspective on the world and life in general tremendously. Mm-hmm. Uh, picking up different books um, over the past couple of years has definitely changed my perspective on what I'm capable of doing. Mm-hmm. So I think like the end of the, the uh, opportunities that I want to pursue. So I think it's, it's an awesome time to really educate yourself, learn about, the different methods to execute 
the goals you have in mind, um, being able to connect with the right people virtually, like that's definitely an opportunity Like we have all the tools and resources to do that. Um, and it's, I think this time definitely reinforces how important it is to create a nest egg, like a financial nest egg for situations like these, you know, like there, there are a ton of people out there that might be relying on their 401k to make certain investments, but you know, the market has taken, has tanked, uh, you know, 20 to 30% and probably going to dip even more. So how do you combat that? Like what other, what other, uh, sources of income can you tap into or, or, or generate in order to offset those losses? Um, like I'm, I'm really keen on real estate right now because it has been a cornerstone into building wealth, you know, like, uh, especially if you're buying and holding, um, the value of, of the asset doesn't matter in these times. Like you, you want, you're, you're just worried about cash flow, and, um, your, your rental income is not going to dip by 20 to 30% just because of a pandemic outbreak. Like typically like those tenants are still going to pay you the same amount. Um, and if you've been collecting, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know, I know where you're about to go, but wait, wait a second now. Wait a second now. Uh, I'm, I'm, what I, what I am saying is that, uh, if you've been in the game for a little while and you're able to take that, you're, you're taking, taking that cash flow and creating a nest egg, you'll be able to weather, um, uh, time periods where you might have to legally give, uh, your tenants a break from paying rent, um, which the government, uh, could could enforce later on. I know uh, from a mortgage standpoint, there there are some banks, some private banks that are are like Bank of America and I think City that are allowing you to defer your mortgage payment for ninety days. Um, I think not. all the <laughs> it's not trust me. Uh, yeah, yeah, like you know, there 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 are federal loans out there that are enforcing a uh, uh, a deferment as well. So um, I, I'm just saying that there are investments out there that I think are a little more, I, I, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, um, I have not been savvy, financially savvy for super long. I've never been poor with money, but I, I in terms of um, exploring different investments, that's only happened in the past couple of years. And what kicked that off was uh, uh, my mom, you know, buying a crib with my mom in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of, that, that changed the game for me. When I realized like, okay, it's, it's actually a good idea to move home. And I don't need to be giving my money away via paying rent. Like I can actually be paying a mortgage. And that kind of spurred um, me trying to educate myself in, in this field. So so while I don't have much experience in it, uh, I definitely um, listen to a lot of podcasts and trying to prepare. I've been preparing myself for the opportunity, which I do think will come up pretty soon this year. Like I've been walking around the crib with my girlfriend. So like when we're done with work at the end of the day, um, just to get some fresh air, we'll go out because I really don't explore the neighborhood. Like I'm not from Queens, like I'm from from Jersey, born and raised in Jersey. But now that I live here, it's like okay, it's my home. I should check it out, and I see a couple spots uh, uh, in the neighborhood that could potentially be an opportunity. You know, so it kind of sucks that there are people who are privileged enough or in a position to to come out of this better than. Um, better than they did when they entered it, you know? And uh, you're kind of, somebody has to lose in order for another person to win. Um, that's just like kind of the, the, the nature of the game. But um, 
Yeah, and I, I want to put myself in a position where I do come out and uh, come out better um, at the end of this so that I can help other people, especially my family, to weather situations like this. I want to put myself in a position where um, if anybody else needs something, I, I have the means of helping them. Um, and uh, I don't have to worry about going to the office or worrying about losing my job or not having health care. I want to empower myself in order to be able to help other people. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's always the goal. I think this is, so real estate, it, it, it is a good investment. It can be tricky over time when you're when you're lying on tenants. It, it just is. Um, yeah. it, it's a tricky thing. And I've seen, listen, your My mom, mom is at horror stories. Horror stories. Your mom, stories. so is mine. Like, I, I've, yeah. see, I've, I've seen it. Knock on wood, I've been able to be decent for this crazy last 10 years. Um but, you know, we're going into, we're in a weird time right now. So I'm going to see how things continue. That's been my goal. You know, I actually work into a whole thing. I've wanted a multifamily to buy, but it's so expensive. It's like, it's one person. And so it's, I've just been very, and things were going to happen. I actually almost was going to buy something probably 2016 and it fell through. And I regret that because it's a place that I really liked. So it, I, I do think that is important. Uh, and it's hard. I, I think we can just get into the groove of like everything's going well and not think about our nest eggs. Or, you know, unfortunately, school of thought is like your investments, your investment, your investment. And like, you know, I have a lot and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm not looking. But it's also like a um, reminder, like, hey, like diversification is key and yeah. diversification out, not just, not just diversification of your actual investments, but just your different streams of income and just uh, your savings and everything. So we just need to be more vigilant because it's very easy to kind of get into the swing of everything being hunky dory and, you know, shit gets real and look where we are right now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm looking again, my bank, listen, my mortgage isn't sold like several times. I said this in the last episode, my, my, my mortgage has been sold probably like six or seven times to different banks since I've had it. What? And so, yeah, they banks sell your mortgage to different banks. Wow. So the newest bank I'm with is like a small bank and it right now, all they're doing is waiving late fees, uh, for mortgage payments in April and suspending negative credit reporting for all customers through end of May, 2020. So mm. that's, they, you know, that's not really much, you know, wait late fees. I guess, you know, you don't have to pay it on, you know, within that 10 day grace period without yeah. that said, but they didn't do much. So, you know, I, that the only thing that scares me about this time is as, you know, the people who are your tenants, they're not being able to pay, you know, then that right. does fall on you. And that's a really real thing that's going to happen, whether or not it's the government who's sanctioning it or just the tenants not being able to do it. That is, that's real, you know? So everyone right. talks, listen, this could be another episode, another time. Everyone talks about the good things about real estate, which it is. It is good to, look, look real talk. If she were to go bad and like, you know, if I lost my job, blah, blah, I'm, I'm out of my apartment in New York because it's too expensive and I'm yeah. going to move to Jersey into my house yeah. that I have and um, to, I will get some roommates and I'll make it work. Yeah. So I, I can do that. Right. But there are, you know, there's a good side and a bad side. And, you know, the other thing is like, you know, the money, the investment in the property, the mains of the property, blah, blah, blah. But you want the income from the property. And right now we're in a hard place where over the next six to nine months, you know, 
economically, people are not going to be having jobs. So we're going to really have to see, are people able to actually pay this rent? That's the hard part. For sure. Um, I think, uh, at least for me, I want to create a plan where I'll be able to afford the mortgage without, make sure that I can afford the mortgage without the rental income. Right. um, just, just, that's just from what, from what I've been reading and talking to my mom and other people, like that is just the best. No, that is, that the is best the best thing that you can actually do. That's the absolute best. Yeah. Make sure that you can afford the mortgage with, uh, you know, for, um, make sure that you can afford the mortgage and take into account vacancy. Uh, yeah. it's definitely like one of the number things, one, yeah. number one yeah. things that landlords want to, uh, want to avoid or, or weather. So, yeah. um, I think like, even for me, it's like, what I, what I want to do, honestly, is, and it happened a lot after the, the uh, or right before, during, right before, during um, the financial crisis that a lot of, uh, a lot of people were buying and rezoning single family houses, so mm-hmm. making them uh, into uh, duplexes. And mm-hmm. I would, I, I would like to do that. So, and knowing that, that, that process could take about a year after, after closing, like um, uh, completing the, the, the demo um, and rebuilding from the ground up that could be a year that could give you enough time for for people to um, find jobs um, or kind of like reestablish yeah. themselves. Yeah. Well, for the uh, economy to you know write itself exactly, again. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, that's that's what I have in my head. Uh, I've kind of written down on paper now for most all the things that I've read as well. It's like okay, whatever plan that you have. It's going to take more money and a lot more time than you uh, actually absolutely. wrote out. So, <laughs> absolutely. so that's that's yeah. that's what I'm. That's just kind of yeah. all you know. It's just best case scenario, but I think I'm 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 thinking along those lines. But it's honestly. a good time because the Fed yeah. with the interest rates it's still a good time though because interest rates yeah. are low. So look, yeah, yeah, you yeah. gotta. It, it it is a good thing. Like listen, when I first moved to New York, um, I guess moved back to New York. Uh, several years ago, my place in Jersey was empty for a year. I had to, I had to pay my expensive ass mm. rent, and I was paying my mortgage by myself, you know, for a year while I was trying to figure things out. So, you know, it's real, you know, and yeah. it, it, it that's a real thing. And so, you do need to be able to do both. Can I do it? Yes. Is it comfortable? Fuck no. But I do it. You know, right. like it's, it's not right. my preference, right? Because right. you're obviously foregoing a lot when you when you you do that. But I I can. So. Right. Um, just, you know, being able to do both is important. And, you know, for me, like, like I said, if, you know, God forbid things don't work out if my company were to have layoffs, things like that, then for me, my, you know, again, I'm paying rent, expensive ass rent. I only live where I live primarily is close to, you know, my employer. Uh, I'm going to be out and go to, you know, where I have a mortgage and, you know, manage that. So, um, got to think about your plan. Like, look, I'm not sitting here saying like, Oh, I'm going to, everything's going to work out. Look, I always have my plan. Like, Hey, if it doesn't, I'm cool with doing what I have to do yeah. and making it work to get back on my feet. However I have to. And, uh, and I'm also glad that I do have, you know, the mortgage place to fall back on too. that, you know, yeah, of course the bank could kick me out, but it's better than like in an apartment. So, For sure. um, you know, these are things and look, I recognize, I will say everyone, I recognize we're talking from a place of privilege, but I will say something my grandmother always said it and she always told my mom and my mom always says to me, it's not how much you make, it's what you do with the money you have. So And how much you keep. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's how much you keep, yeah. So, you you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, if you make six figures, blah, 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 but it really doesn't matter. It's really about being vigilant about the money you make and truth be told, when... 
I was making, like, when I first started out, like, you know, one of my first jobs, whatever, was not making a lot of money. But if I had thought about it, there are some great government programs for people who make under, like, $75,000, whatever, that you can really get yourself started and get, you know, a, a mortgage at a good rate and all these things. So um, don't think that it's about how much money you make because there are also programs if you don't um, yeah. that'll actually assist you that other people don't if you make a certain amount of money won't have access to. So, you know, everyone should be thinking the long, short term, but think long term and what it means. Because, you know, listen, I don't want to say how much my rent is, but it's expensive. And if I, I calculate how much, how long I've been here and I'm like, ooh. And, I, and yeah. listen, I'm very aware of it, but um, there are other circumstances too about, you know, not also not stretching yourself too much considering that I have one mortgage too, getting another mortgage and trying to balance that is a lot. And also when right. you get a, when you get a second mortgage, you have to put 20 down, you have to put down 20%. Right. right. Be smart. Um, like all those people out there who, uh, who are under that cap, that 75 K cap, like be smart about that $1,200 that you're about to get. Um, uh, I mean, well, I mean, okay. $1,200 one time, like, be smart. I mean, just, you know, what are they supposed to do with that? I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, hopefully, hopefully Canada's uh, giving people money for four months. See, maybe we got, we got to talk to our cousin out there. Maybe he's out here. Maybe he's out here flourishing, whatever that money that is. I don't know what he's about to get, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I think I, I don't, I don't agree with all the steps that the government is taking at the moment. I think like, they're just in panic mode and trying to do whatever they can to, uh, well, and then, and this is the problem that I have. They're doing whatever they can to stimulate the economy as opposed to putting in the best practices and measures to ensure that everyone stays healthy. Um, uh, uh, at, at the moment, but that's, I, I think we can save that for a different conversation. Um, yeah. but yeah, so yeah, I think there's, there's a lot, there's a lot going on, a lot, a lot, a lot going on for 2020. Yeah. Um, in the pandemic. Yep. yeah, there, there, there's a lot going on. So look, I just wanted, we've been here actually a little bit over an hour, so I'll probably close this out here. Title. Actually, okay, title I thought of was Last Night at DJ Saved My Life, but I don't know. What do you, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Oh, of, I, think I, feel, I feel like a lot of people have used that since, like, the D-Nice, the, the D-Nice uh, Instagram. Ah, uh, okay, fine. Um, we, we'll, 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 we'll connect offline. We'll figure okay. out what the title should be offline. We'll figure out the title. Yeah. Time. So, look, everybody, stay safe, wash your hands, um, don't panic, just try to be strategic in this time use the time to think about you know setting up your life uh outside of this panic like what can you do to better your situation what can you do like little steps doesn't have to be accepted i know we've been talking about real estate and all that stuff and everyone's not in that position to do that uh shit i'm probably not in a position to do it myself we'll talk right now i'm gonna hold off a little bit but i think it's still a good opportunity to reflect on you know, your resources and how you're using them, how you can tighten your belt a little bit. Also, what can you tap into your, how can you tap into your dreams and things you've been thinking about doing? This, there's no time like the present, right? So right. life comes at you fast, as we're all seeing. I always say that life comes at you fast and hard, okay? And we're all seeing that now with Corona. So use this time to think about, uh, that those dreams that you want to put in motion 
Uh, is there a way you can make it happen with your phone, your internet access, your computer, uh, you know, be creative, you know, out of, uh, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. So I'm, I'm looking forward to everyone, you know, making those creative juices flow. That's really it. Nope. So look, this has been episode 45 to be named. Thank you to my cousin Jay, not fake cousin, blood, blood, real cousin Jay for coming through, making time. Yeah, um, yeah. Appreciate you. Listen to the old episode he was on, episode 21, Niggas in Paris. And obviously I'm wishing you well. Hopefully my uncle, your dad will chill. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll all get through this. I'll talk to him again. He'll be all right. He'll be fine. Yeah. He'll be okay. All right. Well, look, it was good chopping up with you. Uh, enjoy the rest of the day. And everybody, stay tuned for the next episode. Peace. Peace.